Hey, I'm Ryan Phelan, and you're listening to the Epic Phelan Podcast. Today, I sat down for a game of Jenga with Leah Higilki from Mortgage Connection. We talk about why people should work with a mortgage broker instead of a bank, Canada's new first-time homebuyer incentive, and of course, what makes an epic realtor. Today, we have with us Leah Higilki at Mortgage Connection. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Oh, no, that's perfect. So the whole concept of our show is to uh, interview you, get to know about you a little bit more, and to do this while we're having a little bit of fun. So we have a whole bunch of little board games here, so we're going to pick a board game. I have to ask, what is this one? That there is Bears versus Babies. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, we could do that one. I just find that the fur on it funny, but Jenga looks pretty awesome. Okay, so let's let's start off with with Jenga. There, we're gonna get all set up. So, one of my first questions that I have for you: so you are a mortgage broker. Yes. So, what is that? Why am I why am I not going to a bank? Why am I going to a mortgage broker? The benefit with a mortgage broker is that we will shop around for you. So we've got access to banks as well as uh, lenders that we tend to refer to as wholesale lenders, monoline lenders. They don't have checkings accounts and savings accounts, but they specialize in mortgages. So they don't have bricks and mortar. There's not a branch you can walk into, but they've got really excellent lending products. So we can you know, check with all of these different lenders and find a mortgage that's best suited for you as well as a competitive interest rate. Alrighty. Next, one of my questions that I have, there is a first-time home buyer incentive offered by the government. Yes. There's a lot of talk about this. It's an election year. What are your thoughts on it? How does it work, really, essentially? Yeah, it's a brand new program. We've been able to submit applications for it since September 2nd for any purchases closing after November 1st. The nice thing is, and just a quick side note, because not everybody's aware of this, if you wrote an offer on a property and qualified for your mortgage prior to when we could submit these applications prior to September, if your deal's not closing until after November 1st, you can still resubmit and apply for this program. Basically, what it is, is a non-interest loan that you're getting from the government to help reduce your mortgage payments. Okay. So I think one of the big misconceptions out there is that they were giving you money. This isn't free money by any chance. Not free money. No, no. It is interest free. They're calling it a shared equity mortgage. So if you're buying a property and you've got your own 5% down on the property, which is a requirement for the program, you have to be able to put 5% of your own money. It can be gifted. It can come from your own savings. It can come from your RSPs. And then the government can contribute an additional 5%, 10% for brand new homes. If you're the, you know, the first owner of that property, they'll do up to 10% for those. But they have this shared equity in the property. You don't pay interest on it. You do have to pay it back. Is there a timeline on when you have to pay that back? Yes. Either 25 years. So the end of that amortization, right? When you purchase a home, you get the maximum amortization when it's less than 20% down is 25 years. So you either pay that portion back at the end of the 25 years or when you sell the property. Okay. Any other kind of regulations or stipulations to getting this extra 5%? Yeah. A big one to know is you have to be a first time home buyer. So I would definitely tell people, you know, go to the website. It's a place to call home. So place to call home.ca. You can go there. There's a lot of extra information there. 
but you can make sure that you are a first-time home buyer, that you meet those qualifications. And also the maximum income can be $120,000. So if you make anything above 120, you no longer qualify and that's household income. So if it's, you know, you and your partner are applying for a mortgage together and the two of you make more than 120,000, you're not going to be eligible for this program. But for anybody where your gross income before tax is under 120,000, you're, you know, quite possibly eligible for this program. Oh, okay. Do you see it really impacting people a whole lot because we're talking 5 to 10% extra down payment? It helps to reduce that mortgage payment. So in a lot of cases, you know, if people are, are in cities like we live in, nice big cities where we've got, you know, some of these expensive properties, we're really stretching our numbers to be able to qualify for the home that suits, you know, suits our needs, suits our family. This helps to reduce those monthly payments. So it's more money that you could potentially put into your safety net. It's more money you could put towards your kid's education, towards fixing the brakes on the car. So a lot of people may find it quite valuable. Okay. So while we're on the topic of first-time home buyers, what are some things you want to look at as a first-time home buyer? Like, as a first-time home buyer, I might say that I don't think that I have enough down payment, or maybe my credit is shoddy. Is are there a lot of people out there that can actually afford to, or have the availability to get into a home? where they think that there's like no chance. It's always worth looking into. Always, always. A lot of people are worried, you know, maybe they don't have enough income. Maybe they hurt their credit in the past. Maybe they don't quite have enough of a down payment. You don't have to fit the box perfectly, right? We've got to find a way, you know, if you've got at least two of those strengths, you've got a good job, you've got good credit, let's look and see what we can do with the down payment. You know, you've got the down payment, you've got a good income, but your credit, well, you made some questionable decisions when you were 18. Maybe that's far enough. <laughs> <behind> <laughs> <us>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's the most common thing is people are like, ah, I didn't know better when I was younger. Well, do you know what? Let's see if you've reestablished it. If it still needs some work, you know, your mortgage broker, mortgage specialist can provide advice on how to improve your credit. You can reach out to Equifax as well. That's one of the credit companies in Canada, Equifax and TransUnion. And, you know, look into your credit, look how it is. So there's, there's lots of ways to go about improving it if necessary. Okay, cool. Okay, let's do this. Okay, so it's, it's going to be your turn. I'll let you go first. Guests go first? Yeah, guests go first. Oh boy. Okay, okay. So you're going with that like middle strategy. I'm going to ask you some other questions here too. Mm-hmm. Biggest question that you can ask a Calgarian or somebody that lives in Calgary. Are you from Calgary? <laughs> I am not from Calgary. And I used to count how many people answered and said yes, because it took a couple years of living here before someone actually told me they were born and raised. I am from Thunder Bay, Ontario. From Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right Better on. believe it. And so what brought you out to Calgary? Stampede. The stamp, really? <laughs> I came out when I was silly in 18 and, and uh, racked my first credit card, having a great time at Stampede. Yeah, I came back after that, thought it was a great city and loved everything about it, how it was growing so fast and had a great energy. Oh, right on. And, and what got you into mortgages? My brother's been a mortgage broker for a lot longer than I have on my turn. Hmm, let's see. He was a mortgage broker first. How do the rules work on Jenga? I know about mortgages, but how do the rules work on Jenga? Can I switch my mind? Like change well, you can, my mind? You can change your mind. I'll be, I'll be forgiving. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. My brother was mortgage broker first. He actually is one of the owners of Mortgage Connection, the brokerage that I work for now. Oh, okay. Um, and he told me that I would love it. And so I was stubborn for a little bit because 
my big brother and I didn't want to listen. And then I finally decided to give it a shot and I love it. It's a great job. How many years have you been doing this now? Seven. Seven. So yeah, obviously you love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's flown by quite quickly, actually. Right on. Yeah. What are some of your favorite things about Calgary? Like, Let's start off with your favorite community. Favorite community? You know, I, I still have a soft spot for Inglewood. I really enjoy that place, but I got to walk through that neighborhood with my Mastiff years ago, and a lot of the store owners let me come in with my dog. So it's forever going to be one of my faves. Okay. <laughs> that one's getting tricky. That one's getting tricky. Okay, here we go. Okay, I'm sweating bullets now. Favorite restaurant in Calgary? Is it called Nico's in Kensington? Nico's in Kensington. Is that the one, Nico's? It's, it's an Italian restaurant. Yep, yep. Yes. The owner is just amazing. Doesn't like to see an empty glass of wine. And, you know, he's great to make recommendations. The food's also amazing. Really, really good. But, yeah, it's the, the people there are just incredible. Perfect. Okay. So this show is called Epic Phelan, playing off <laughs> Ryan Phelan. Um, so Epic Fails. Within the mortgage industry, what do you see as maybe one of the most common problem that you see people doing when they're applying for a mortgage? So what would be their epic fail? That's such an easy answer. Go buy a car. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. A car, a boat, whatever, an installment loan that no longer fits in those magical qualifying ratios I mentioned earlier. If you want to buy a property, don't buy the car first. That's And I, I tell it to everybody. Even if you think you want to buy a house in two years and you're going to go get a five-year car loan, Maybe talk to a mortgage specialist first and make sure that the purchase price, the mortgage amount that you want, work as well as that car payment because that can really hurt your ability to qualify for a mortgage. That's always the biggest fail. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that. What would be one of the best things that somebody could do when they're starting off the process or even if they're just even thinking about it, maybe even being a year out, like what is the time frame that somebody should come see a mortgage broker and get the process started? I don't think it's ever too early. If it's a goal of yours, at least start the conversation with someone. A lot of times as well, people think it's a goal for two years from now because they believe they have to do a lot of prep to get there. There's been a lot of circumstances where people can buy the home a lot faster than they knew they could. So you're thinking of purchasing? Nicely done. You might beat me at this Jenga game. I just realized. Oh yeah, we're supposed to put them on top. Multitaskers here. Multitaskers. Okay. So so just if you could repeat that last little bit again. It's never too early to talk to somebody. If you're thinking that you want to buy, start now. Okay. I mean, if it's if it's savings that you're worried about, I get it. But still take a look because if there's something else that you want to prepare for, it's good to find out. And yes, of course, sometimes people are able to buy faster than they knew they could. Okay. We might be better in real estate than we are at Jenga. I think we're way better at real estate than we are at Jenga. <laughs> yeah, that's but my it guess. But right it hasn't, hasn't toppled yet. That's right. Okay. So what about somebody that's maybe doing a downsize? So, you know, say I'm in my 70s, I'm looking to retire, all the kids, I'm, I'm an empty nester, still have a mortgage, but if I'm moving down from a bigger place, it's very hard for me to attain a mortgage if... I don't have a job. Is that correct? We can use retirement income. So that's definitely still an option. There are not as many as there used to be, but there are still some equity deals where if you have a large down payment, if you're downsizing, maybe you have a lot of equity coming from the existing home. So we've got somewhere, you know, we've got good credit. We can get an equity deal done. And then there's also products like reverse mortgages. So it actually allows you to pull from 
your property from your equity to live off of. So it it can be, you have to live there. As soon as you leave that home, they, they expect it to be sold. But as long as you're living in that property, you can help that actually pay for your lifestyle. It's, I mean, not everybody likes it because they want to leave that equity where it is. Maybe they want to leave it for their children, but it it is another option available. All right. So that you mentioned living in your property. What about investing in real estate? I hear mixed things on it as as a realtor myself. Mm -hmm. I really believe in purchasing a a home for rental and renting it out and, and letting somebody pay off your mortgage. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's excellent. So the standard rules are 20% down for a rental property and you can purchase it. It has to fit in the qualifying ratios. Again, not those magical words, um, but we can use rental income on those properties. And then there's also a lot of people when they're buying their first home, they may get one that has a secondary suite. So we can do mortgages on properties that have conforming or non-conforming secondary suites. And in some cases, we can use the rental income from the basement suite to help qualify. So if that's your starter home and you've already got some rental income coming in, that's, I mean, pretty good position to be in. So if it's, um, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to ask this question while I'm like <laughs> grabbing this Jenga block here. So yeah, when you say um, non-conforming, that would be like, I'm doing the air quotes here, mm-hmm. um, illegal suite. Yes. Right. Which of course comes with its own risks, but that's a whole nother conversation. I'm listening. I'm listening. Like, know, this Jenga a, game's got me right now. Got it. Okay, now I'm listening. Now I'm really listening. Now, now you're really listening. You're a big supporter of getting a rental property. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I think it's excellent. Long-term game is what I hear most common, right? It, it, when I see some of the investors that we work with that have rental portfolios and they've been very successful at it, they're not rushing. Ooh, well done, Ryan. Well yeah, done. Quick, quick, look at Bandy. That was not an epic <laughs> failing right there. That was, or sorry, that was an epic fail and not an epic fail. That's right. Is that, am I using it right? Maybe. I, don't, <laughs> I have not figured it out yet. And that's, that's, that's part of this whole process. Come up with a few hashtags for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So with the rental properties, yeah, the most successful ones we see are people that are in it for the long-term gain. So they're not trying to turn around in a couple of years. They're letting, you know, their tenants help pay that mortgage off. And maybe, you know, the property appreciates over time as well. Make sure you've got some cash flow because you want to be able to either have a fallback safety net for any repairs on the property. But if you've got cash flow as well, you know, a low payment on the mortgage, you can put that money back into the property if needed as well. I really do think it's an excellent way totally agree. I'm hearing a bit of a trend is what people are doing. They're purchasing a rental property for their kids that are going to university. They put their kids in there and they have kids' Mm -hmm. friends move in. Rather than paying rent, they're actually putting money into something. So by the time they're done university, they can either just move in and they have a bit of equity already built up into this property. Mm -hmm. So a really nice part about that as well is you could either buy it as a rental property and have a lease agreement and you're going to charge rent, or if you don't want to charge your kid rent, you can buy it as a second home. So if the intention is that, you know, you're kid, I keep calling them kid, but at this stage, they're young adults, even though none of the parents want to admit it, they want to let go, right? But if they're buying this property so that, you know, they can help their kid out, that's a risky move. I'm excited for this one. If they're buying the property (laughs) to help (laughs) their university student out, and they're going to, you know, let them live there instead of them paying rent, they can buy it with 5% down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's see. Second home. Exactly. So what would you say, because you deal with a lot of realtors, what would you One say? One or two, yeah. <laughs> what, would, what would make, what are some of the key characteristics that make 
an epic realtor. An epic realtor? Oh, yeah. that's, do you know what? It's what makes the clients happy, keeping your clients informed and giving them all the information they're looking for. But it's also that personability. It's someone you can relate to. You're going to be spending a lot of time with your realtor, looking at your future home, looking for your future home. So I think you find somebody that you enjoy working with and, you know, someone that you can have fun with in the process, but also is capable of giving you the information you need. Perfect. <laughs> Okay, so this show is Epic Phelan. I am obviously in this episode, Epic Phelan, <laughs> and you are you're the grand champion of Jenga. Oh, I love it. I also need to mention that this is a Transformers Jenga game right now, too. That's awesome. Little insight. Who's your favorite Transformer? I'm waiting for someone to mouth the name of a transformer to me right now. Somebody help me answer this question. <laughs> I don't, is there someone let's on see, here? Let's Can see, I is there somebody on the box? Is there like uh, oh, uh, oh no! I hope my boyfriend's not listening. He'd be so disappointed in this. He's gonna be like epic fail. Epic fail. <laughs> How didn't you know? <laughs> I've always liked Bumblebee. Oh, I do that one. The sea? We just bought that suitcase for my son. He's got a bumblebee suitcase. Oh, that is cute. Darn it. Yeah. I had an answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tip of mm-hmm. my tongue. Well, right on, Leah. Is there anything that you would like to share? Anything that you would like to promote for your business? Oh, you know what? Promotion? Give me a shout anytime you have any mortgage questions. I'm always very happy to help. Okay. Um, that absolutely. And never be afraid to start with the pre-approval. What's the worst case? You're sitting where you are right now if you don't get it done, and you can always take something away from it if you don't qualify now on how to be able to qualify in the future. All right. Well, thank you very much, Leah. And you know what? I would love to have you back, maybe bring you back in a, in a few weeks, and then we'll go from there. That'd be wonderful. Thank you. All right on. Well, high five. <laughs> Trying to do this over the mics. This is so awkward. Yeah, it's, not used to having a microphone right in front, right? It's, yeah, it's okay. a little bit of work. Well, right on. I am definitely going to want to rematch. And thanks again. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Thanks again for listening to Epic Phelan. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. Give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RealRyanPhelan. And visit my website at www.thecalgaryrealestateguy.com. Until next time, stay epic.